Welcome to the Freedom Challenge Online with host and director of the Freedom Challenge, Tracy Doherty. Our mission is to do good by helping enslaved women and children, to do more than you ever thought physically possible, and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. Hello, listeners. Thank you for joining us today on this very special episode. Today, we will have the privilege of hearing directly from one of the OM ministries that the Freedom Challenge advocates and supports. And as you may or may not know, the Freedom Challenge is a ministry of operation mobilization, often called OM. OM has fields all over the globe, and one of them is in Eastern Europe. It's the country of Moldova. Moldova is a country with high levels of human trafficking, and OM Moldova has different ministries that help prevent human trafficking as well as care for those who have been trafficked. And when you actually give to the Freedom Challenge, you're helping fund those ministries that are directly helping women and children. Now, over the years, we've had about five teams of women coming and serving at both the Vulnerable Girls Camp and conferences. And unfortunately, because of all that's happened in this COVID-19, our trip this year in 2020 was canceled. So many vital ministries were canceled, but we are planning on going in 2021. So with that being said, I am honored to be joined today all the way from Moldova, Anastasia Takach. She is the anti-trafficking coordinator in Moldova. And to explain further the ways and the methods in Moldova and to share some stories and also to help us know how to pray, Anastasia is here with us today. Now, I have been able to be with her on the trails in Peru in 2017 and have come to know her as a personal friend. And what I observe about her is not only is she a woman with a heart for anti-human trafficking and God's work in the world, but she is a powerful leader. She is a tiny package, a beautiful woman with a big heart and a big calling. Nastya, would you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Thank you, Tracy, for nice words. Uh, I joined OM in 2014. I planned to join OM only for three months because I worked before in the bank, stopped working there, and I thought just to try something different. But uh, God had a different plan for my life, and I'm serving with OM already for six years. Um, Serving women was always in my heart because uh, from my childhood I saw the poverty in this uh, country, the hard work of women, the injustice, and uh, yeah, I have a beautiful mom who is a single mom, who is a widow, so she worked a lot, and um, yeah, she always gave herself a little bit less in order to give me the best, and in the same time she helped to the same to widows, she served in this kind of ministry, and um, yeah, I knew always what I will work with women and with children, so I can say probably what my mom taught me, how to notice the pain of people, because you know, many, many people, like, they're amazing, but they don't notice the pain of the people. This is what she taught me, probably. That's beautiful. Love those mamas who teach us to have 
Empathic yeah. hearts. That's beautiful. Uh, Nasia, tell us a little bit about your role within the Freedom Network. I lead anti-human trafficking ministry in OM Moldova. And in addition, I'm responsible for several different projects, food parcels for needy people, for example. We organize the camps and have different projects for disabled people. And yeah, different projects like we give the baby chickens and goats to needy people. So these kind of projects. So, uh, Nastya, why is human trafficking such a, an issue in Moldova? Uh, yes, after Soviet Union in you know, 1989 fell, so a lot of people they lost their jobs and they started to drink badly. So in 1990, you know, like half of the men probably in the country they just disappeared because they died because of the alcohol. Wow. And half of them are now really drunkards. So because people lost their jobs, they started to sell some stuff and after they started to sell people because they noticed it can bring some money. So it started after Soviet Union fell. They lost, you know, their hope, job, they lost everything. I've seen you working firsthand in this country, and it's such a pleasure just watching you on the front lines of what you do. Tell a little bit about Freedom Challenge and how the women of Freedom Challenge have come alongside you and blessed you and OM Moldova. Yeah, I was impressed and amazed, you know, by the ladies I met back in 2014, I think. It was the summer camp, and uh, I didn't know anything about Freedom Challenge then. I was so surprised to see how a group of ladies made such a long way from United States to Moldova to serve to these little children. And just imagine how I was double amazed to find out Besides their arrival, they climbed the mountain to raise funds for the poor children all over the world. So many Moldovans don't care about their own country, about their own children. And these amazing ladies came from America to show their love to these kids. In 2017, as you already mentioned, I got a great opportunity to be on the trail in Peru and get to know personally many amazing women. These ladies, they confirmed by example what it doesn't matter if you are from poor or from rich country, doesn't matter your status. The most important thing, what Jesus called us to do, he called us to change the spiritual, material, and emotional life of the people. And very important what uh, with the money raised by these women, we could do many different projects. We could feed the children in our day centers, not only with yeah spiritual food, but with hot meal. We have had many different conferences during these years, camps to prevent the human trafficking. And yeah, later I will share some stories. Yes. And you and I have some fun stories together because we talked about on the podcast this this Peru trip and there was there was a lot to that trip and you you know all those stories of overcoming and rain and storms and bridges and I saw you with your fierce little spirit charging that challenge and then last year I was able to come to Moldova 
and be with you and have memories together. And that's what I love is that we can enjoy one another as people as we do the work of God. And you have been able to encounter so many of these women from the Freedom Challenge that have personally blessed you, have contributed to the ministry and truly impacted the work. So can you explain more about the women that you serve, the children that you serve, and maybe some of the challenges and frustrations that you face in the ministry there in Moldova? Yeah, Uh, our ministry is mainly directed to prevent human trafficking. Of course, there were cases and there are in our practice then we were involved to help with the existing problem but realize what the most important thing is to prevent the problem yeah so this is what we do in our day centers during the camps and our conferences challenges yeah of course we have challenges the biggest challenge is to find workers you know i think it's everywhere and uh, to find workers especially in the villages because you know this situation in moldova what people are leaving to work abroad and then you finally find a worker who is open to share his heart to share love with kids the government puts we call it in russian i will just you know say uh, put sticks in the wheels it means what the government uh, sets a number of conditions what are difficult to implement. For example, lots of paperwork. And you, Tracy, saw it. Yeah? I saw lots it. Of yes. paperwork. Too much paperwork, uh, to Nastia. Day, yeah. Uh, to have a day center in the village, you have to have a psychologist, which is, you know, hard to find in Moldova and especially in the village. Uh, the workers have to have, uh, they have to take, you know, advanced trainings to have the high education. And it, it's hard, you know, to find these kind of people. And uh, another thing, because the way Moldova is not, a, we are not registered as a Christian organization. We must be creative, you know, to explain things before the state. If we, uh, if the theme of the conference is Heavenly Father, I can't show to the government what the theme was like this. So I need to be creative and to create another theme, you know, for example our earthly father or for example if we if we teach about holy spirit so i need somehow you know to create another report for the government for example conscious or yeah stuff like this yeah so and that becomes um for your team you're seeking to do good and there's so many regulations and steps even to get to the zero ground. I've seen it firsthand and been so inspired by the way that you tackle it and persevere through it. Uh, yeah, sometimes it's it's challenging and it's hard and, you know, you invest so much in this little boy or little girl and after such a colossal investment, they choose the wrong way, you know, it's heartbreaking. And I would love, you know, to share this story of Dasha. Probably everybody knows by heart this story. Because of this girl, the whole ministry in Moldova began. The girl was raped by her own father. Her sister was sold into prostitution. Both of them, they had many abortions. And we prayed a lot for these girls. We worked a lot with them. We provided many opportunities for them. Uh, like treatment, uh, safe place, you know, to stay even beginning of life. 
so schools, jobs, everything, you know. And now both of them, they had yeah, chosen a different way. Dasha is already 18 years old woman, so she changes her partners every few months. And uh, her older sister left her two children somewhere. Nobody knows where these babies. And she works abroad. Uh, she does prostitution. So it breaks our hearts, you know. Yes. I remember being there even just this last year and you sharing this story about the little boys who were sold within their school by the dean of the school. So I would imagine it could be entirely frustrating, not only these young women who after heavily invested in still choose a route that is destructive, but also seeing some of the government fighting against you in allowing situations to happen. And Nastya, even just hopping on just a few minutes ago, you began to share with me about this beautiful young woman who was raped by her brother. So you guys are hit with those over and over again. And how do you stay inspired and continue to move forward and pour into these women and children with so much of that surrounding you? Yeah, of course we're people and sometimes we give up and we think, oh, why we do it, you know. But for example, during this pandemic situation, uh, you know, we had to cancel all the camps and conferences. And, but um was very inspiring for us uh, children and parents. They started to call us, you know, nonstop. Like, oh, will you have a conference? Will you have a camp? We want to join this camp. We like the camp so much. So we, we even received these requests on Facebook. Like, when the camp will start? Then we, the camp will start. So it really inspires, you know, just to know what they like it, they appreciate, and they receive something during these camps and during these conferences. Yeah. Can you share maybe one or two stories about a specific girl or young child that you have seen absolutely transformed through the ministries in Moldova that the Freedom Challenge has had an opportunity to support through the years? Absolutely. Uh, I will share even the result after our conference in November. So two girls from Lozova village came to the Lord just after the conference and even in March they were baptized. So yeah, now they come, they join online church service and they participate in this day center, which is amazing to see such a beautiful results. And a beautiful story, the third story of a girl, uh, her name is Elisa. She was at our conference. Uh, so the girl was coming in the church very rarely. She was always busy in the park with boys and yeah. So during this pandemic, she had a dream. Uh, she was alone and at one point the sky turned red. It was very terrible. She felt, she said she even physically felt the anger of God. People around her were panicked. She was stuck. Then she saw everything what was happening, you know, around her. And it came to her mind, ready. Lord is coming. I'm late. I can't go back. And she started screaming and crying loudly. 
with regret she woke up and she awoke you know with great fear and with a thought what god has spoken to her in a dream and exactly a year ago she had the same dream you know and she didn't take it seriously from that day she decided to repent uh she truly received jesus uh she began to listen the ceremonies uh read the bible daily and uh yeah pray so uh, in this village we have a om worker who still you know the children still come in her house even in masks in with all these sanitizers so together they read the bible they pray they spend some time so yeah already for how many six months she's coming to the church so and the worker says you know i can't believe she's totally transformed so this is amazing only lord can transform the life like this that's beautiful. I wonder if you might share this. Something that really hit me when I was there is the connection of the day centers with the church, with the camps, and just this holistic picture of all of those working together. Just the connection of meeting the need with the elderly, bringing support, the children being in the day center, the impact of the camps. Would you speak into that a little bit? And also, if you remember the story about her getting those glasses. Yeah, as you know, we have day centers and we have elderly centers. So we work together with the churches. Then they say, me or us, it means like all of us, you know, the church, the workers from the church. So we all we all serve together. Uh, so, for example, in the place where we went with you, Tracy, in Binder, Angelina and the pastor Alexander, they work with children and with elderly. So it was yeah a beautiful story. Then we visited. Actually, we planned to visit a boy, I think. Yeah, it was a boy. And we saw this uh, older lady. And you could see she was, you know, hungry. She wanted to talk to somebody, you know, because usually nobody speaks with, uh, yeah, older people. Come on. <laughs> and uh, she was so amazed to see all of these people, all of these ladies in her house. And especially this Moldovan mantle, you know, we had this, Moldovans think, oh, Americans probably they're like holy, you know, they're so rich. They will never enter in my house, you know, and it was such a privilege what you all guys came to her. You brought, like we brought her a gift. Yeah, it was a food parcel, which was very helpful for her for the whole month. Yeah, I remember we gave her a Bible as a gift and uh, she said yeah i would love to read i don't have a bible i would love to read the bible but i don't have a glasses and one of the ladies said oh do you want to try my glasses and she gave her to try her glasses and her glasses absolutely fit to this lady you know yes. that's amazing you know how could it happen and yeah she was so amazed you know to receive these glasses and we said yeah this is not from us this is from the lord so 
Yes. And I remember in her little home, she had a young grandson and many other grandchildren that she was responsible for because whether it be her daughter or son, or maybe it was just a single mom had to leave to go work. And then all of those same children were going to the day center and hearing about Jesus and hearing about another plan for their life and hearing about hope and getting a nice hot meal. You know, the boys hearing about respect for women and the and the young girls hearing about another way they could live. And so I just watched you all weave together such a holistic picture of freedom and ministry. I just want to affirm that beautiful picture of honoring the elderly and the young. Very important work within that. I would love to hear about your plans for the future and how we can pray for you. Yeah, in Moldova, pandemic situation is getting worse. So probably everywhere, but especially in these poor countries, because now people have more fear, you know, of hunger than fear of COVID. They lost their jobs. They lost everything, their finances. So our plans are, it's not clear, you know, what will happen in summer because now we can't. Uh, gather kids together but with God's help we plan to visit every child we want to pay yeah some attention to every child to to pray for the child and yeah to bring some gifts to these children and Nastia just that's so important to you right now because even when we got on the phone you are finding out information about how the families and the children are actually doing. Heartbreaking stories, I'm sure, are coming out of that so that you know how to pray and respond. Yeah, this is about the summer. It's a little bit not clear. So we pray and we ask you to pray for us. And uh, yeah, plans for future. We plan, actually, we proclaim what this virus finally will stop. And Freedom Challenge team will come in 2021 to serve in the boys and girls camp. We plan to start a new ministry, actually, a ministry for mothers. As we see the great need for this, and I think, Tracy, you noticed it too. So some parents, you know, they like themselves, they encourage children not to go to school, to earn money from a young age, and much more. So we would like to start a pilot project with moms. We want to bring awareness of what can happen with their children and how to educate their children. And we want to start a prevention ministry with parents too. We've got help. Yeah. I know you have told me stories and our women have been there firsthand seeing some of these girls going back to their homes in which their parent is actually selling them for for funds to feed their home. So as it has to do with prevention and development, starting with the moms and the parents, that sounds like a really, really good plan. We will be praying about that. Nastia, we talked um, about the girls camp, but you also have the boys camp and we have been longing to be a part of that. It was very sad for us when all the ministries were shut down because of COVID. But in 2021, we are looking forward to being a part of investing in the boys camp. So can you share a little bit about the heart behind that and what you are anticipating for impact because of 
the boys camp? You know, it's a, it's a very important ministry for boys because in our culture, everyone thinks, oh, boys, they're men, they're strong. But actually, boys, they go through the same difficulties as girls. And as you, Trace, already mentioned about two boys who were raped in the school. There is another boy who comes in our family. So his name is Seroja and uh, he was sold to an older man in his school too by a director of the school. So, uh, and the problem is, is much more deeper. As I already mentioned, because many like men are alcoholics in this country, you know, the, the boys, they don't have the right example. That's why it will be so amazing if strong leaders, strong fathers, you know, like pastors from, from America will come and will share their love with these boys because they need a lot of attention. They, they need a lot of love. They need hugs. They're the same like girls. I was watching your husband, who's such a remarkable man, out there at the day center with some of those boys, and they were just eating up the male example. They were thriving under his example. And these young boys that you were talking about who were trafficked and raped were being so well taken care of in the day center. And I think we even went to their home. What you were building was so holistic, even to the young boys and strategic. So women, if you're listening to this, you can get ready to nudge your husband to potentially be a part of a team in 2021 to be a part of the boys camp as we do also engage with the girls camp. Both vital needs for prevention and education, rescue and restoration, the things that we really care about with Freedom Challenge. Are there any more things you want to share with us about needs or prayer requests? Uh, yes. First of all, I want to thank everyone who is somehow involved in this ministry, who somehow participates in the ministry of who prays for us, who sends finances, who ca who participates in our camps and conferences. You know, often we don't see the result right away, and we all like to see the result right away, but result of our work will be not noticeable through the years, and we believe what the Lord is doing, this huge and amazing work in these children, and... Uh, as I already shared with you the stories, we already see some beautiful stories, some beautiful results. And yeah, this is God's, this is our and your victory. Thank you, ladies. Yes. I am thinking about the family, the pastors there in Transnistia, who one is a gas station worker and the other is a nurse while running their own homes and the day center as unto the Lord. I mean, there is such sacrificial love happening. So perhaps one of our prayer requests could also be, Anastasia, the, the care for the OM worker, because all ministry happens through people who are integrous Christ followers who have a heart to serve. And you mentioned that earlier on is finding the workers, the 
You know, the harvest yeah. is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So I think even praying for the financial support of the OM worker in the midst of COVID, thank you for sharing about this incredible thank ministry. You. I have seen firsthand the beautiful effects of how this impacts real women and children. And thank you to Freedom Challenge. You are supporting ministries like OM Moldova. And again, directly impacting women and children. I saw it with my own eyes. We encourage you, if you can, to support this ministry financially. You can go to our show notes and on to our website and give directly to OM Moldova. And we encourage all of you to join us in prayer for this amazing ministry, for the effects of the pandemic, for the new plans the continued financial support, and also the soul care of all of the workers. Thank you so much, Anastasia, for joining us today, for sharing your heart and updating us on the conditions in Moldova. May you be blessed and encouraged. And thank you, listeners, for joining us today. Until next time, let's do good, do more, and do it together. Thanks for listening to the Freedom Challenge Online. Brought to you by the Freedom Challenge, a ministry of Operation Mobilization USA. For more information about what we do and how you can partner with us, check out our website, thefreedomchallenge.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at the FCUSA.